Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. John 14, 25, you there? Let me know when you're there. Everybody there? Go to God. We're talking about the Holy Ghost, and this is so important. I really believe this whole month has been really, really good. Go back, and you, if you need familiar, to familiarize with some of the stuff we've been talking about, it'd be good. These things have I spoken to you, being yet present with, present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. What do you say? But the who? The Comforter, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall do what? That's the Bible. Read it. It's red letter. That's what Jesus said. You know that? That's what Jesus said. He said, hey, all the red stuff, Jesus wrote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus said this. He said, hey, but the comforter, but I say comforter. Underline it, highlight it, do whatever you got to do with it. Know that he's a comforter, right? The comforter is going to come, and what's he going to do? Whom the Father will send in my name, he's going to teach you all things, and what else is he going to do? He's going to bring all things to your remembrance, okay? Whatsoever I said unto you, okay? You got that? We can stay right there. The comforter is going to come. What's he going to do? He's going to what? He's going to bring all things to your remembrance. He's going to teach you all things. He's working with you. He's helping you. He's an inside guide. Okay? So now here's what he does. Who is he? What does he do? Okay? We don't, if you don't understand him, we kind of get like, well, this is what I think the Holy Spirit is. No. This is who the Bible says he is is where we're going. Okay? So here's what he is. He comforts my heart. He counsels my mind. Write that down. That's what he does. The Holy Spirit is a comforter to my heart, counsels my mind, gives me guidance, direction, mental, perception, abilities, all that. He's a guide to my mind. He's a comfort to my heart. He understands you. No one understands you. Nobody understands you. Nobody does. And all the guys said amen twice. We don't understand. No, we don't understand one another. Hello? I don't understand me. Do you understand you? Thank you very much for the amen, right? We definitely don't understand you. Woo! Come on. Listen. Come on. You, I don't know. Do you, you understand? You know, look at your head. You know the thoughts you got in your head? Come on, man. Let's not go there. They are not good. <laughs> we all are borderline out there. Come on. Right? So what do we do? We got to go, okay, help me. He's a helper. He's a comforter. He's a advocate he's called alongside of you to be there with you so let's get it he's a comforter but he's going to do two things predominantly out of the million things he's gonna do for you he's gonna what he's gonna bring things into your remembrance he's gonna teach you everything you need to know what from you learn from the word of god now that's up in you you got to put some stuff in you if you don't put you some stuff in you he can't bring it to your remembrance you know, on your phone, you got a reminder. The reminder pops up. How many of you know you had to type in that thing? That thing just didn't come through, you know, space. You had to put that thing in there. You got a reminder because, oh, I got to go do lunch. Got to go do call. got jobs. Well, you got to have a reminder. You got to put that word in you. So write this down. Here we go. Ready? Number one, the Holy Spirit is our helper. But here's the thing. Often we look to the wrong place for help because we don't know where to go to get the source of help from. We got the Holy Spirit. He wants to help you, but we got to go to the right place to get the help. That's right. 
Where do we go? What do we all do? We think God's like up in the sky. Come on, man. He's in you. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the living God. He's living in you, moving in you, having his being in you. He's in you. Well, where is he? He's in their spirit form. Come on. You know what I'm saying? But you got to tune in. Does that make sense? He's living in you. How come I don't hear him? You hear him a little better than you think you do, but he sounds just like the word of God. So the more word of God you put in you, the more you hear him. Come on now, you seeing it? Amen. If you put the, well, he and his word are one. So why you go to church? Why you go to church like this? Because I'm going to teach you the word. I ain't here to be some communicator. I told him in the morning, man, you go to church, how to think it's communication. Ain't no manifestation. I'm not knocking nobody. I know what I'm doing, though. I'm staying in my lane. You do whatever they want to do. Let them do what they want to do. I didn't come here to communicate nothing. I came here to manifest God in your life. Because you're going to feel him. He's going to get on you. Because he loves you. And here's the thing. I don't want, I want you to go home with him, man. Because I don't know what you go through. But he does. And he wants to comfort you. And he loves you. Isn't that cool? That's so good. Right? So watch, watch, check this out, right? When we look at this, you're going to see this now. He said, he's a what? He's a helper. Okay, cool. But what's the thing? I got to be God conscious. Where do I become God conscious? How many of us are really looking on the inside for the help of life? We don't do that. How many of us usually are going to, do we really depend on the one who's dwelling inside of you? No, you know why? Because internally, we hear like the word or the truth, and then what do we do the minute we hear it when we're not feeling it? We reject it. Because it's not emotionally meeting my need. It's not physically meeting my need. It hasn't alleviated my pressure. So a lot of times, God is speaking in a still, small voice, but the feelings are so loud, I can't hear him. The emotions are so loud, I can't hear him. The mind screams are so loud, I can't hear him. Or I what? I go, nah. I shut it down because I want to lean to my own understanding and not lean upon the Lord because this is a big problem. Right. What is that one little scripture going to do with my big problem? Look, man, this is human. This is okay. It's normal. I'm trying to get you to see this, that it's that still, small voice that's going to speak in the middle of a loud storm. Somebody better tweet that. It's the still, small voice that you have to hear in the midst of the loud storm. And I got news for you, there ain't no storm. It's the still, small voice you have to hear in the chaos of life. It's the still small voice you got to hear when your mind's beating you up. It's the still small voice you got to hear when you got problems. It's the still small voice you got to hear when life's great. It's the still small voice you got to hear no matter what's going on. It's the still small voice. You got to get quiet enough to hear it because God's talking all the time. See what I'm saying? But here's the problem. Boop, 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 boop. What do we do? We push against it. Why? Because we lose this. God, help me. God ain't up in the cloud. He's in you if you're born again. So he's living in you. So you got to silence all the chaotic noise to hear him. But what does he sound like? 
He is the Word, and the Word in Him are one. So when you hear the Word, you heard God. Come on. So what does it come down to to really get going? Application of the truth transforms your life. See it? So if I don't apply the truth, guess what? Now why do we not apply the truth in the middle of moments like that? I don't feel nothing. I don't see nothing. See, that's the thing. Faith has nothing to do with senses and everything to do with beliefs. So it takes a little something. See, they had Jesus walking around. You could touch him. You could smell him. You could talk with him. We don't have that. But Jesus said, it's good for me to go in physical form so I can send you spiritual form of me. And spiritual form of me can go with all of you everywhere you need to go. The physical form of me can only be at one place at one time. I'm not omnipresent in flesh. I'm only omnipresent in spirit. See it? So what's that mean? This is good news. Come on, right? It's good news. So you see what? But I got to make sure I'm going to the source. I got to check on the inside. That's big, man, right? Because what's the big thing? Watch. You got to understand this right here. If you depend upon him to comfort you, he will do it. Right? But comfort's going to come from within. People won't be able to understand how you can be so composed and peaceful in times of trouble until you understand that you have the comforter living inside of you. That's what it comes down to. Like, how are you going to be living in chaos and be calm? Because I know the comforter's in me. That's the only way to get there. You have to develop that. How do you develop that? From spending time in the word of God and allowing it to become your truth. Because it's just because it's the truth doesn't mean it's your truth. It's got to become your truth before it becomes a truth in your life. Amen? Here's another one. You ready for this one? Boom, write this down. He's a counselor. Remember we talked about these? He's a counselor. What's that mean? He's going to counsel you. The scripture says in John 16, 13, look at John 16, 13, that he came to counsel you. How many of you need a good counselor? Come on, amen? How many of you go to counseling sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with counseling. You know what I'm saying? You counsel people, you go to a counselor. You know what I mean? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? People ain't listening to me. Yeah. Like, I ain't going no counselor. I don't need no counselor. <laughs> I sat with the one dude. The one, guy, the one guy's counseling all the counselors. I was like, who counsels the counselor? <laughs> you ain't paying attention to me. Y'all better pay attention to church. No, you all ain't paying attention to church. You would laugh louder if you were paying attention to church. You ever go to counseling? Don't raise your hand. You ever go to counseling? I want to know who counsels the counselor. They need it more than you need it. They have them nuts. Where you been? You ain't never figured that out? <laughs> Come on, man. Who counseling you? Then I ask you all the stuff. Listen, I'm not, bug- I'm not b- bugging on people because, you know, that's their profession. I'm just kidding around, you know, but I'm just like, who was I? I was with somebody, and they said, man, as somebody gets, gets, gets really paid to do it. And um, what was I? Oh, and I said something, and they're like, where did you get that? I said, the Bible. <laughs> Cat's looking at me like, that's good. I said, yeah, everything I got, everything I got, I'm, you know, everything I got is the stuff. <laughs> it's Jesus, man. You can't outdo Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got a PhD from Columbia? I got the Holy Ghost, bro. <laughs> you What you got? God bless Columbia. I love your natural education. It's brilliant. It's awesome. I'm not knocking that. I'm not belittling that. But what I'm saying is, what do you got? I got what Jesus said right here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, my God, that is so good. Yeah, God wrote it. 
I guess it's pretty good, huh? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, get the natural stuff, but take the word of God and start applying this stuff to your life and change your life. The stuff you got is the best stuff out there. There's nothing better. You see what I'm saying? You could sit here and go, well, you know, I don't know. No, the stuff you got. Now, if you believe the Bible, this is it. it. We have a universal truth, whether people believe it or not, that if you start doing it, you win. You got a counselor trying to tell you what to do. Problem is, you know what we do? You refuse the counseling because, not because you don't like the counselor, you just don't like what it's going to take to walk in the council. Because you want what you want yet. See, y'all like, y'all love me now, y'all going to get mad right about now. You can't always get what you want. Try sometime. Go, hey! You can't, you can't, you can't get, you want it? How many of you got what you wanted and now don't want what you got? Bro, I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Come on, hey. Did you get what I said? How many, right? I want it. No, you don't. I really want it. No, you don't. I really, really want it. Trust me, you don't, but now you got it. And you're like, why did I get this? I don't want it. Too late. Ain't no money back guarantee. Can't send it back. You know what I'm saying? You ever go buy something, you know? I was shopping the other day, and it's like, this is it, last chance. You either get it or you don't get it, but there's no money-back guarantee. So what do you do with clothes? You buy it and give it away if you don't like it. <laughs> Other things, you cannot. <laughs> you guys, what? You're stuck now. What, what you wanted. No, listen to the counselor. The counselor is not trying to lead you away from anything but the truth. He can, do you remember what we read? He said he's going to lead you into all truth. Well, why do you not want to know the truth? Because the truth might not be what you want. But isn't it better to know the truth? Well, then why, why? That's why people don't want to get close to God. Now, let me, let me get rid of this. He is not, I don't care what, who said what, your favorite preacher. I don't give a care in the world about all that. The Holy, I'm going to tell you now who the Holy Spirit is. And you can get mad about it. I don't really care. I told them in the morning. That's why we need security. Mike, that's why you're protecting me for the rest of your life. You, you guys protect me. Because they're going to try to come get me. They ain't going to catch me. And they're going to get a fight. Because I'm going to say what I want to say. Because I don't care. Because the world's crazy. And they're nuttier than nuttier. And just because I tell you the truth, don't get. The truth is not. See, some people say, this is my truth. And when you speak your truth, other people say, well, you hate me. And hate nobody. That's my truth. If my truth offends you, then you offended by the truth. That's it. That's your problem. I ain't offended by your craziness. They want to go out there and live like God knows what, and you're supposed to be in a church and go, yeah, I don't agree with that, but I ain't. Then you hate me because you don't do the truth. So the whole anti-Christ world hates us because they don't do what we believe. Do you, do you, no, wait a minute. No, that's a loaded question. You better answer that right. Do you really believe that the whole world out there, because they're anti-Christ, hates me? No, they're just doing what they want to do. So if we do what we want to do, that don't mean we hate you. Are you in the building? Catch up. I'm quick. I ain't that fast. So everybody out there live like God knows what. But we don't agree with that. So I don't agree with it. I'm not down with it. And I'm not part of it. I don't think you hate me. You're just doing what you want to do with your life. Go do it, bro. We in the church are not down with what you want to go do out there because it ain't my truth. Light on, bro. That don't mean I hate you. I just don't agree with you. Are you here? 
I don't agree with a lot of people. How about you? Praise be to God. You know what I'm saying? So let's just do your thing. You do your thing, I'll do mine. But don't try to come get me because I'm going to fight you. Come on. Amen. Look. You got that? Did you pull that in? All right, good. We're all, let's move on that. Let's move on. Everybody, next point. Everybody say next point. Next point. Next point. You got a counselor trying to counsel you, trying to help you, trying to get you there. Amen? Why? So let me show you something now. Now, do not leave the building without knowing this. This is where I'm going to argue with some of you, but I don't care. Don't argue with me. I'm smart here. Look at me. Everybody look at me because I'm adamant about this because I'm tired of the Holy Spirit getting a bad rap by everybody in America with this nonsense of who he's supposed to be. Now, I'm not picking on nobody. I ain't talking about it. The Holy Spirit is not a convictor. Write it down. Get a tattoo. Do whatever you got to do. I don't care what you got to do. Understand what I said. Understand what I said. Everybody say it out loud right now. The Holy Spirit is not a convictor. We're going to do this till everybody says it. I'm that ornery. The Holy Spirit is not a convictor. Say it again. The Holy Spirit is not a convictor. Okay? Now, let me tell you why this is a bad deal. Okay? Because people tell you, the Holy Spirit will convict you. No. Stop. Everybody pay attention. You can't be all zipper-headed right now all over the joint because y'all like, because y'all get like all excited. <laughs> Chill out and hear me. You got to think in here. Just, just close your mind down. Just zip it up. And focus. Now, I'm not saying that in a weird way. I'm just trying to help you get your attention. I love you. Did you not have conviction before you had God? Sure you did. Who produced those? Your conscience. Who developed your conscience? Your environment. They did it for me. They're my parents. This is what you're allowed to do. This is what you're not allowed to do. Here is the morality of the home, and here's where our guidelines sit and rest. When I was on the edge, and when I did not do what they asked me to do on my way home, I was like, man, I might get in trouble right here. I told you, you should watch 9 o'clock because I told them what you really did to me, but I didn't tell them at 1030 because you're here. She beat me with a book the one time. Hit me with a stick, broke the stick. It was a spoon. It wasn't bad. You weren't that violent. You ain't that fast, neither. I could outrun her. But, so, but I want you to catch this, right? This is really good. Some of, you didn't have, some of you didn't have a moral compass in the home because the house didn't have too much guidance. So you didn't have a level of conviction until you found maybe a neighbor or somebody else. Like, you don't do that? Now we all have the same standard called the word of God. Are you getting it? So before it was like, right, I remember the first time I stole something. She made me bring it back. I don't remember what it was. I took something at the store. We had to go back. I was like, I don't even remember what I stole. I stole something stupid probably, right? Because I just thought it was cool. I grabbed it, right? So whatever it was, we had to go bring it back. Or whatever it was, she made me put it back, whatever it was. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to ever go through that nightmare again, right? You're thinking like, oh, my God, right? All your parents did good. Clap for yourself. All the parents did good, yeah. Good, good job, good job, good job, right? So now I'm like, okay, did I have God? No, we were lost. But we had what? A moral compass because we had a conscience that was developed by the truth of the house. I didn't say the truth was right. How many of you were told to go steal something and bring it home? Somebody in this room was. No, were you? Okay, see what I'm saying? So now she just didn't have that moral compass in that environment 
That does not mean anybody lived in a better environment or not. I got buddies. I got buddies. I got friends. I'm telling you right here now. Their parents told them to go do this, and what they did was rob. And basically, if you did not go rob, you did not follow the house rules. That's a little wacky, but hey, some people lived in it. Let's not look back to it. Thank God for everything that's under the blood. But you get what I'm saying? So your compass isn't really built by anything but your environment that was the truth. What happens when you come into God? We all got the same daddy. He got the house rules called the Bible. When you don't live within the rules, guess what happens to your conscience? Hey, man, I'm slipping a little bit here. Did he convict me? No, he just established truth. Once truth is established, you convict yourself. Now all of a sudden you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I was supposed to be home at 11. It's 12 o'clock. I got a problem. You, God's got that kind of compass on the inside. Why do you want to really steer clear from God being a convictor? Because here's the thing. God is a lover, just like the people that love you in your life tried to give you guidelines so your life would not go off track. Nobody, that's human. That's going to be messed up. God's laws are perfect, but he loves you. He don't want you getting off track. How in the heaven and why in the world would you go to somebody that's beating you in the head? You didn't do good. You didn't do good. Why? What would you do? Who's going to do that? You ain't going to spend no time with God. Why do I got to pray in tongues? Now he's going to tell me I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I should get out of this. I should get out of that. The Holy Ghost is goofy and the Holy Ghost is funny. And I got news for you. The Holy Ghost is more like your personality. Because the Holy Spirit will tell me stuff like, you think you're pretty much done acting like a jerk right now? <laughs> and you know what I tell him? Not yet. Give me a little bit more time. I'm having fun. Come on, man. You know, No, I'm being serious. God is, God is gracious and God is good. And God is faithful. And God is long-suffering. And has God ever talked to you about, hey, you think you should go kind of make peace by now with some things? And you kind of like, I'm not ready yet. He's like, okay, let me know when you finally wake up. We'll get to it later. God works with you, man. But the problem is religion came in and made it so weird and staunch. God is against you. No, he's not. He's for me, and he's long-suffering, and he's cool, and he's got time, and he'll work with your conscience. But I got news for you. He just reminds you of the truth, and when the truth shows up, it shows you whether you should go right or left. This is not a convictor. You're going to go spend time with somebody convicting you all the time about your life? No, you ain't going to spend no time with God doing that. And you sure ain't going to go spend time with God doing all this stuff if you did not know that his counsel was going to be the truth. You're going to be standing away from him instead of going to him. Come on. Here's another word. Write this down. Instead of letting the Holy Spirit help us and comfort us, too often we depend on our flesh and mental capacities to find answers in our time of need. What happens when we do that stuff? We get, we get let down. God wants to lead you, God, and you help you. Write this down. Number three, he's an advocate. You know what the word advocate means? He's a lawyer. He pleads your case. He pleads your cause. How many got a good lawyer? Don't raise your hand. But how, you ever say, that was funny. How many got a really good lawyer? Get you out of trouble. Praise be to God. Thank you, God. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Come on. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needs a good lawyer. You don't have a good lawyer? Get one. We'll get, we'll get No, I'm serious. Somebody, okay, here's how, somebody should be thinking in the back of their head, why would we need a good lawyer? Thank you. Okay. Don't get in trouble. He's an advocate. What's an advocate mean? That means he pleads your case. 
Why do you need somebody to plead your case? Because guess what it says in the Bible? It says that what? You have an accuser coming against you day and night. Somebody's going to stand there and plead your case and help you. He makes intercession on your behalf. You know what that is? Come on. You know these scriptures. He's making intercession on your behalf. Why is he making intercession? Because everything in your life is coming against you, and you need somebody to make intercession. Look over here. Right, right this. Romans 8, 26. You want to see it? Oh, come on, somebody. You getting this? Romans 8, 26. You all know this? But here's the thing about Romans 8, 26. Everybody loves, let me read a little bit further in there, because everybody loves this scripture, but gets all excited about it. Like, oh, God works everything good out for them that love God. Yeah, okay. Ain't everything working out good, bro. Look, no, well, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, we were saved by hope. Look at verse 24, right? He knows what's going on. Romans 8, 28, everybody confesses that. You know, everything works out good for them that love God. Yeah, no, wait a minute. Look at verse 23. 25. Not everything's working out good unless you're praying in the Spirit. I've been telling you this. And even then, it ain't working great. But at least I got grace for the not working out great stuff. Come on, right? Look over here. Look. And what? And not only that for they, or they, not only they, but ourselves also, which have what? The first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. I mean, you groaning within yourself. What's that mean? Ever ask yourself some of these questions? What does groan within yourself mean? That's the, that's the Holy Spirit. Give me the answers. Groanings, utterances, tongues. I don't know what I'm doing when I'm praying in tongues. Nobody does. But you got to lean this. You got to Today you're going to get filled. Everybody in this room not praying in tongues, you're going to get filled. They're going to take you in the back and they're going to pray for you. Why don't you stay in the front with you, shamed of the Holy? No, I don't want to make you embarrassed leaving you up here in front of a bunch of people watching you. Get a little book tells you about the Holy Spirit. Next thing you know, you get in there. Brother Hagin said it like this. I was at Raymond. What was I there? 97, 99. Ken Hagin said this. He said, well, if you hang around a slippery creek bank long enough, you're bound to fall in. Just keep hanging around a slippery creek bank. Some of you bound to fall in. Yeah, we're normal, man. You know who's not normal? All the people that are down on God. Just learn more about God. Understand him. And I ain't saying you got to pray in tongues for nine hours a day. Pray for two, three minutes a day. That's it. On the way to the golf course, the game will get better. Come on, somebody. On the way to work, you'll solve your answers before you get there. You will. You won't even, you'll have the answers to all the problems. You'll be like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. God will just... And your marriage and your kids, stuff for your kids, your family. I don't know how to pray for them kids. Do you? No. You know how to pray for your kids? You're lying in church. Yeah, you wake up one day, one day they're, I was like, what happened to you? You become a new person overnight. What happened to you? Right? They're funny, them kids. They got pressure you don't even know of. Man, I'm going to tell you why. These kids going to school got pressure that none of you have gone through a day in your life. They got every gender question coming out of them, every life question coming out, people making them feel like this, feel like that, and then they go to church, and they, they try to carry the Bible, and, you know, a little bit in their heart, and they got to deal with all this stuff. These kids are under so much pressure. I'm telling you right now, and then you got everything going on, and they, they come on. Man, how you going to teach them how to pray in the Spirit? Get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Make them pray with you couple minutes. You just to pray in the spirit with me. The kids just think I was crazy. Like, no, I pray in the Holy Ghost. 
They're like, what was he doing? I was like, you pray with me. And they pray for me for like two seconds, blow it up. But I was like, they ain't going to forget it. I don't know what they do in the middle of the night when they're thinking. I, tell, I know one of them, right, they say, oh, I pray every night. I do this. I said, good. God bless you. The other one prayed. The other one do this. The other guy, the other day he said, oh, I'm believing God for something. I said, well, praise me to God. That's good. It's good. You believe in God for something. I said, and they asked you principles. Well, how do you do? I said, well, you got to thank God every day. I said, you believe, you receive when you're praying, and you thank God every day. They watch me. May turn. You got to teach them. Right. Am, am I a good example of it? Absolutely not. I got to repent all the time. Yeah, why not? It's better to see there. It's better for them to see you human, and the graciousness of God, than never to see you human at all. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like you think like, oh, this is bad. They see you and you're no. That's you notice how God never took the frailty of man out of the Bible. He left it in there. Why would he write that? Right, right. Peter, Peter went to like seriously, straight up. You think it was a good idea? Like, yeah, Peter went down there and, and denied me three times. <laughs> like, you, if you were Peter, like, can we just take that out, man? You know what I mean? Thomas was like, can't we just call me something besides doubting? Could you have named me Jack? <laughs> Jack who didn't believe or something. You know, can you let, come on. We got to really leave that in there. How many of you want to write a book about your life and leave a couple chapters out? Come on. Hey, Seca. Hey, hey. Oh, I felt the Holy Ghost with that one. <laughs> Not even acknowledge like 73 to 83. Let's just leave that out. <laughs> I had one guy come in here. I swear, this guy, he said, if he didn't say, said, Pastor Chris, he said, I just want to let you know I was drunk for 20 years. I don't even remember 20 years. I was like, stop. He's like, I don't have a memory of 20 years. I was like, what were the years that you like <laughs> exempt yourself from? It was like, it was probably like 93 to 2003, uh, 73. I, I was blown out. I don't even know. I was like, go well, praise be to God. Just forget about it. Let's go on. What am I going to tell the guy? Come on. Move on. Can't do nothing about yesterday. Let's change tomorrow. Let's get with the advocate. Let's get with the counselor. Let's get with the only person that can help you. Let's get a couple minutes of tongues a day. Come on. Let's be the people in the Bible that you can be because God said you can be. It takes just a little bit. We're coming alongside of you. I gave you the app. I pray with you every day at noon. If you're not tired of seeing my face by now, I don't know when you're going to start. Come on. I'm coming to you. Come on. Pray with me. Help me. Let's go. Why do you need an advocate? Look what it says here. Look at this Romans. Come on. We're almost done. And not only they, what, what's the first fruit, which is the redemption of the body. This is great, right? Watch right. For we are, what, saved by hope. Now look at verse 24. We're saved by what? But hope that is seen is not what? So did you get that? Hope is confident expectation. That's all it is. Fancy Greek translation. If you're hoping for it and you have it, it's not hope no more. So what is that telling you? Hope is not seen. <laughs> it's believed. Because once you see it, like, let's, say this, let's, just, let's, just, let's just use this, right? So if this, was, this reserve sign was hope, this is hope. If we had it, we ain't hoping no more. So this is hope. <laughs> I ain't got nothing, and I got to hang on to hope, confident expectation when there's nothing there. So that's what he's saying. He said, when hope shows up, you can see it. You don't need hope when you got it. So he was showing you? So he said, like, hey, a lot of this stuff is in the unseen realm. You got to believe it anyway. Got to expect it anyway. 
Got to hang on to it anyway. Got to believe for it. Watch this, 25. Check this out. But if we hope for what we see not, then we got to have patience. See it? Woo, come on, somebody. He's saying, hope, when you got it, it's there. But when you don't have it, you got to wait for it, and you got to wait for it in patience. Okay, I'm down. 26. Likewise, now here you go. Likewise, the Holy Spirit, is who he's talking about, also helps our weaknesses, infirmities. How many got some weaknesses? How many got some infirmities? How many got some struggles? Now watch this. Now check this out, right? This is okay. It's not a negative confession. How many of you got some mind dealing you would like to get rid of? How many got some stuff coming in your mind that you do not want coming in your mind? And it ain't even bad. It's just, it's a nuisance. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to think like that no more. How many like to reprogram your head? How many got some internal battles you'd like to get rid of and the only one who knows what that, and you can't share them with nobody because nobody understands it. And some of the stuff you got going on, you know it's a lie, but it's tormenting and it's a pain and I want to get rid of it. How many got some weaknesses you want to get rid of? How many got some stuff you like, how, how many like to get rid of some mindsets? You know what I'm saying? How many like to get rid of some anger or some fear or some fret or some worry? And how many like, and you know it's not real, but it feels real. And you don't want to have it no more. You like to get rid of it. And why do I think like that? Why do I feel like I want to get rid of it? Look, those are weaknesses. Infirmities ain't sick. Different translation says weakness. What does it say in the passion for that? Does it say, let's just read this and then you can pop the passion up, Mom. For we know not what we should pray as we ought. That's this fancy terminology saying you don't know what to pray. But the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us which groanings which cannot be uttered. Did you get that? Now, look at that, stare at that. How many of you want to get rid of those weaknesses? How many had enough of those weaknesses? How many had enough of those mind dealings? How many had enough of all that stuff? How many had enough of all that? How many, oh, you know, okay, how about grief? You want to get rid of some grief? Ain't no other way to get rid of it without the Holy Ghost. You ain't getting rid of no grief. You'll stay, mis- you'll stay grieved for the rest of your life. I'm, how many, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm, look, I'm not, hey, look, man, I'm telling you. How about regret? You can't change the memories of the past. How about, you can't. How many like to get rid of grief? How many like to get rid of regret? How many like to get rid of failure? How many got some failures? And stop saying you didn't have one. We all had failures. Come on, stop. How many got some regrets? How many got some pains? How many got, how many got some stuff? How many got some stuff? If you could forget about it, you would have forgotten about it. How many like to eradicate some pictures of the past? How'd you like to live beyond that stuff? How'd you like, how many, I'm talking to you. I ain't talking to me only. How many like to get rid of that? He's the only one that can. That's what it says right there. We should, I don't know how I should pray, but guess what? But the Holy Spirit himself makes what? Intercession. You know what that means? On your behalf, he prays for you before God. That's an advocate. Ain't that good news? For us, groanings which cannot be uttered. You know what that is? That's the tongues. Groanings on the inside. Groanings. Increase it. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. We can keep going. And and what? oh, Oh, you got it there? Okay, let's look at this, and then we'll go to King James. And we're good. Watch. Similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us on our human, oh my God, just read that. I didn't even know that, I didn't, I didn't remember what that said. And in a similar way, that's the same thing, that's the passion, reads clearer, right? In a similar way, the Holy Spirit does what? Takes hold of us on our human frailty. How many got some human frailty? Are you here today or what? I'm going to let you out the building, come on, let's go. How many got some human frailties you'd like to get, but that's weaknesses. 
That's what some, how many got, how many are frail in some areas? I'm not frail. <laughs> Been crying for 19 years of your life. You ain't frail. Come on, stop. Everybody got to go through some. Ain't nothing wrong with crying, but you know what I'm saying? Some of you are emotionally frail. Some of you are mentally frail. Some of you got addiction frailties. Some of you got this frailty, that frailty. Some of you got a history of making mistakes. Guess what? I ain't here critiquing your past. I'm just here to tell you when you get the Holy Ghost, you can forget about the past. You can forget about the mistakes. You can eradicate the pain. You can live beyond the regret. You can do all this stuff because God is greater than it all. Come on. And he'll get you set up for the future. Look what he said takes hold of us and to empower us in our, oh my God. To do what? To do what? To do what? Empower your weaknesses. How many want to empower your weaknesses? Come on, somebody. Look what it said right here. Okay, now this makes more sense. I like this. For example, at times, we don't even know how to pray. That's even better than an alt business, right? How many of you there? How many of you there? How many of you been there? I don't know what to pray. I, mean, I don't know what to do. I'm at the end of the road. Got a fork in the road. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to. We don't even know how to pray or know the best thing to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up where? To do what? Oh, God, I'm going to throw something. Super, he didn't joke or ain't even interceding. He's super interceding. He's going to write to God. He's going to write to God and say, hey, God, they messed up. They, they, they flipped the switch, so now we can help them. Let's go. And you don't even know what you need to pray about. That's why you're going to pray in tongues. Just go flip the switch and go, I'm bangle, mangle. Stay there. So that's weird. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Glory to God. You think I'm weird? You should see what I'm looking at. Hallelujah. Next time somebody comes and tells you, next time they come and tell you, Chris, listen to me, you're on the job site, you start praying in tongues, just feel free, God. You work with, I don't know how it works, you work with, you don't need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hey, that's funny, you should laugh. Come on. And you just start flipping this, going, I'm going to go to Oshay, pray in tongues, and they come to you. That's weird. You just look at them and go, you should see what I'm looking at. You think that's weird? And then you really flip the switch and say, I just want to let you know that I've been practicing in the presence of God patience for people like you. If you'd like to stay here all day, I can. I have, I have much sarcasm that's very selectively placed before you that when you leave, you'll feel like I'm talking about you because I am, but you won't really know it in the moment. I got all day. See, come on. You see what I'm saying? Look at this. I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray for you. I flipped the switch. You know what's really cool about praying for you guys? I see your face. I hold your face in my imagination and pray for you in the spirit. That's a secret right there. They don't tell you in school. That's why you come here. Jerking around with communicating. And no problem with communicating. I love everybody. I'm not, I'm not Buster Chops. This is why. This is a little different. Yeah, no duh. This is spiritual. This ain't church where you go with the steeple. Look at all the people. <laughs> this is where you go and learn how God moves if you really want to learn about it. So this is what I do. If I pray for Ann, right, I, go, I hold her. That's why I like seeing your family. Yeah, I'm, I'm working all the time. You, you don't realize. That's why I want to see the people you care about. Because I, I, I can remember I can remember pictures. That's why seeing the kids is important to me. 
Why? Because when you come up, they come up. It's a picture. That's why we got to get them here. Because I see them, and then I can hold them. And then when I pray for you, I just see you and pray. They, they, they ask me stupid questions around here. Stupidest questions I've ever seen in my life. I probably should start rebuking people faster. Maybe I will. Why do you walk around? Why do you do what you do? Why are you walking around when stuff's going on? I'm collecting and gathering information. How? Don't worry about how. Just know I am. I got to feel it. Because once I feel it, I can feel it again. Once I see it, I can see it again. It's a realm most people don't live in. Because they don't even know it's there. It's not weird. It's not spooky. It's not goofy. But it's real. It's more real than this thing you're living in. So don't get around, don't get around a novice. Because they can't take you nowhere there. Just stick to it. Stay in it. Just do what I'm telling you to do. You're going to be all right. It's a different world. It works on different laws and principles. You're not, you're not, you're not unable to get there. You will. But you've got to understand how it operates. It doesn't operate like natural. It operates on a different level. Look what he said. See it? Pop that up there. He super intercedes on your behalf. Pleading to God with emotional size too deep for words. Pleading, the Holy Spirit is pleading to God. Pop that up there. Pleading to God, let them see that, please. With emotional size too deep for words. But you don't need this? Guys, this is all you need. This is all you need. That's why he wants it. And then you start your journey with him. You ain't never wasting time spending time in the spirit. But the Holy Spirit rises up within this to do what? Super intercede on our behalf. Pleading to God with emotional size too deep for words. Why do I got to pray in that language? I don't know what I'm praying. What you're praying is too deep for natural human words. There's none to be found. So he gave you words that only heaven understands. Why well, I got to I don't know what I'm doing. I'm over there. I don't know what I'm doing. You got words, natural words, English words, words that of the natural man cannot contain. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in there. Words cannot, it's too what? Deep for a human language. So I gave you a heavenly language. Pray prayers only God understands. I got words man don't know of because they're spiritual words. See it? 
Now I know what I'm doing. Now I know why. Now I know why it's important. And now I know why I need it. And now that I know, I'm going to do it even more. Look at it one more time. You can play. Look at this. And in a similar way, what's the Holy Spirit doing? He takes hold of us in my frailty and what I do not understand and empowers me in my weakness. For at times I don't even know what to pray or the best thing to pray for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional size too deep for Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.